welcome to my podcast, The Government Mechanic. I am your host, Dr. Lynn Sandra Khan, and I am the government mechanic. My job is to help you look under the hood of government, all our departments and agencies, so you can figure out exactly what's broken and decide what actions will fix what problems. In this episode four, I present some video clips about the technology, psychology, theory, and application of peacemaking. The first clip on the technology of peacemaking, I recorded towards the very end of the 2016 election as an independent candidate for president. And even though I didn't win, I was still driven to talk about and clearly record my thoughts about technology, psychology, theory, and application of peacemaking dynamics. The last three clips were recorded after the election when I still felt the need to talk about these issues as clearly as possible. So here are some video clips and I will see you again in episode five. I'm Dr. Lynn Kahn. I am an independent candidate for President of the United States. I have a very clear platform, fix government and build peace. That means transform our broken government agency by broken agency while building peace here at home and around the world. I've written three books, two books about government reform, and my very first book, published in 1988, was titled Peacemaking, a Systems Approach to Conflict Management. This first book, Peacemaking, was divided into four sections, technology, psychology, theory, and application. In this brief video, I want to say something about the technology of peacemaking. Technology refers to the ways in which we design the peace-seeking dialogues that bring people together. What's the design? What's the agenda? How is the day or multiple days organized? What are the boundaries that are set? I believe it's important in peace-seeking dialogues to be very clear about who's participating, when sessions start, when they end, and what the focus of each session is. And sometimes that means a very, very clear set of questions. Other elements of technology include the design of citizen summits, such as summits on violence, or the design of events that are trying to transform agencies such as law enforcement agencies that have responsibility for peacemaking and conflict resolution in our communities. That's the technology of peacemaking. The first dynamic that I looked at was dependency looking to the leader for magical solutions. Well, there's certainly a bit of that going on right now. It's not realistic. True leadership is empowering all of us to solve our local neighborhood and regional problems. The next pattern related to conflict that I looked at was rebellion, fighting against the leader or fighting against government. In this case, and certainly for many years up to this election, very well-deserved anger. There's the failure of our economy, the failure to create jobs, the failure of our school systems, healthcare systems, the failure of our Department of Veterans Affairs, 
there's a widespread feeling about the lack of justice in America, whether we're talking about mass incarceration or the school-to-prison pipeline or the shameful suppression of Native American rights. There's anger about the perception that our government has sold our clean air and clean water to the highest bidder. There's an enormous amount of anger at government and at traditional political leaders. It's well-deserved anger, but just anger doesn't solve problems. The third pattern that I looked at related to conflict was subgrouping or splitting apart into factions. We have a lot of that in America today. Whether we're talking about pro-life or pro-choice, for gun control or against gun control, believing in climate change or not believing in climate change, our nation is torn apart by many different factions. And again, splitting apart does not solve deep problems. The fourth dynamic related to conflict was scapegoating, blaming somebody else for our unhappiness or our pain. So we're blaming women or blaming all Muslims or blaming all Jews or blaming all African-Americans. Blaming does not solve problems. I also looked at the group dynamics related to peacemaking, beginning with support, which is showing that we care about each other, something that I believe needs to happen in great records and great amounts right now. There's peacemaking relating to the new insights or new learning that only happens in face-to-face -face dialogue. This could be a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of view, a, the decision to forgive. Peacemaking is psychological. It occurs from face-to-face -face dialogue. And the final pattern that I looked at was healing, making the whole healthy again. That certainly is a challenge for America today, making our nation whole, helping us become a strong, united, and proud America. So those are the group patterns of small face-to-face -face groups that I studied. It seemed to have relevance to our national psychology to these days. There's two points I want to make. One for facilitators. I expect there to be lots and lots of community conversations in the near future and going on for many years. For facilitators, it's important to keep your comments at the level of the group dynamic. So instead of asking Johnny why he's so angry, ask the group, why is this group so unwilling to ask Johnny about his anger? The second comment I want to make in closing is for participants in these face-to-face -face dialogues. What's really important is not convincing somebody else that your view of the world is the correct view of the world. What's really important to reduce and prevent conflict is understanding the point of view of the other, listening to understand the other learning that different people see the exact same event in very different ways. Listen and participate in groups to understand the perspective of the other. That's the key to peacemaking.
I'm Dr. Lynn Kahn. I was until very recently an independent candidate for president of the United States with a very clear platform, fix government and build peace. In this video, I'm going to talk about part three of my 1988 book, Peacemaking, a systems approach to conflict management. Part three was about theory. This is where my favorite section comes in, chapter 11, A Science of Peacemaking. I'll start with my conclusion. Here is my theory of peacemaking. People join together in face-to-face -face dialogue, generate a field of energy with patterns of balance and rhythms of harmony across multiple levels of awareness. I got there in three big steps over several years. First, patterns of balance. My 1970s research for my PhD looked at the basic building blocks of group dynamics. I studied the words that were spoken in small face-to-face -face groups. The words were assigned to categories. So if someone used the word hate, that went into the anger category. Understand went into the support category. Hurt went into the pain category. Think went into the analysis category. I fed a quarter of a million words into a computer and did what's called a factor analysis. And this is my interpretation of that data. In face-to-face -face conversation, patterns are composed of paired opposites, each with the potential for extraordinary balance. I believe that in face-to-face -face dialogue, anger attracts analysis. When someone talks about how angry they are, someone else is likely to say, well, what are you really about angry about? What's causing your anger? Anger attracts analysis. Pain attracts support. I found that words of stress over time attract words of action. So that was the first part of my conclusion. People join together in face-to-face -to -face dialogue, speak with words that are paired opposites that contain an extraordinary potential for balance. The next part of my theory came after I moved out to California, to Berkeley, California in the early 1980s, and learned the language and the metaphors of quantum physics. In our physical world, there's lots of paired opposites. Time and space, matter and energy, particle and wave, all of these paired opposites in our physical universe emerge from, connect with each other, and fall back into a shared field of energy. That made perfect sense for my emerging theory of peacemaking. People join together in face-to-face -face dialogue, generate a field of energy with patterns of balance that they may or may not be very aware of. The last part of my theory took a little longer. I began to look at what was going on in the group as a whole, listening to the words and the dynamics of the group as a whole. I saw that people both 
assert their own individual point of view. We speak as individuals in a group. We assert our unique individuality. And then we feel part of the team spirit, part of the group. We share the group identity. And it's this rhythm of separating out as an individual and then joining together and feeling part of, separating out and belonging to the group. This rhythm is also part of what happens in group dynamics and in face-to-face -face dialogue. And that's how I finish my theory of peacemaking. People join together in face-to-face -face dialogue, generate a shared field of energy with patterns of balance and rhythms of harmony across multiple levels of awareness. And when I chose to run for president in early 2015, I brought the two parts of my professional career together, the transforming government, fixing government and conflict resolution, building peace. My platform, I still have the same platform. It flows perfectly from who I am. Fix government and build peace. This video is about part four of my 1988 book, Peacemaking, A Systems Approach to Conflict Management. Part four was about designing peace conferences. I believe there will be many peace-seeking conversations and dialogues for reconciliation and healing and coming together in our nation over the next few years. So I want to talk about the application, how we pull together what I've been saying about technology, psychology, theory, and design. There's several points I want to make. First, peace-seeking conversations are designed. You don't just bring people together and hope for the best. There is a design. It's important to think through how much time will the group need to get to know each other? What is the conveners, the designers of the event? What's their expectation? What do they hope to happen? What is the design? I do believe that facilitators are required for face-to-face peace-seeking conversations. So it's important to have a neutral facilitator to help keep track of the dynamics and progress towards solutions or progress towards agreements. It's also important to keep the design simple. A group that's trying to reach agreement on a difficult topic may need to spend some time, an hour, even two hours, getting to know each other, understanding why each person in that group chose to come to the peace talks. So keep the design simple. Give people a chance to get to know each other, to understand why they are there. And often I have found it just takes a very clear direction, asking the group what is the one most important action that can be taken to reduce and prevent violence. Keep it simple. Give people time to get to know each other. Ask for very specific and small steps forward. 
I also want to say something about boundaries in, in groups. I believe in peace-seeking dialogue. It's important to be really clear about boundaries. When does a group session start? When do they end? Who is in the sessions? It's really important not to change participants after a group has started moving forward and getting to know each other. So those are, that's part four of my book. It brings together technology, psychology, theory, and application. I will post several more videos after this focusing on application and integration of what it takes for a successful peace-seeking dialogue. What is the foundation for all of it for me is that I truly do believe in the power of face-to-face -face dialogue. I believe people, when they join together in dialogue, generate a shared field of energy and that there are extraordinarily powerful patterns of balance and rhythms of harmony that are present in these face-to-face -face conversations. Thank you.